Our final speaker is Dave Shirley from Michigan State University, who has worked very closely um, with the country strategy support programs, both as a complementary um, researcher and contributor um, in the field, um, in Washington, in East Lansing. So, um, Dave, we're very pleased to have you. Okay, thank you, Karen. Um, thank you, Peter, for inviting me. Um, really appreciate the opportunity to talk about this topic, which is uh, really close to our hearts at, at MSU, at Michigan State, and, and has been for quite a long time. Um, so a lot of what I say here is going to be uh, affected by the intensive thinking that we've been doing about the new Food Security Policy Innovation Lab that David uh, Atwood uh, just uh, uh, spoke about. It's finally um, unofficially official, okay, that MSU has, has, has won that, partnering with IFPRI and the other partners that David talked about. So the thinking that we've been doing about that is really, of course, just an evolution of the thinking that we've been doing for 20 or 30 years about how to go about our jobs, right? And when I think about what it is that we're going to try to do under that and what we've tried to do for so many years, it's a statement that combines objectives and methods into kind of one statement. What do we want to do? We want to do research and we want to influence policy, obviously for positive effect, that's implicit in here, but we want to do that in a way that builds sustainable local capacity to do the same, okay? And so at, at MSU, really country programs have been central to the way that we've gone about that um, forever, you know, since ever, for as long as I've been at, at Michigan State. So I'm really pleased that um, uh, that this study was done. And I'm pleased that a lot of the, the, the themes that were highlighted in the study really resonate with the kind of things that we've been thinking, and that thinking has changed over time. So to not go on for, for too long and hopefully not go too much over my time, I wanted to speak to just two points. One is a point that I think comes through very well uh, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the documents and uh, agreed with and is really part of the evolution of our own thinking. And another is an element that I think is largely missing. And so maybe that will spur some discussion. So the first one has to do with the issue of the location of the effort itself. Okay, um, the research, applied policy research and policy engagement effort, and then the linkages of the kind of that institutional home with the rest of the policy ecosystem. This is really, really crucial because, you know, if we think about um, independent research centers, if we talk about university departments or centers that do this type of research, if we think about um, uh, min government ministries, we think about statistical agencies, these are all key nodes in this policy ecosystem. All of them are important for, for doing what we want to do, but each of these nodes has different objectives, the people in them therefore have different incentives, right, um, and they have different capacities. So I think the report does a very good job and I think, I think both IFPRI and MSU went through a period where we tried to build uh, a, a policy analysis capacity in public sectors in Africa, in ministries of agriculture, ministries of commerce in Mozambique and elsewhere. And while there have been some success, there's been some success in that, we concluded that it simply was not the, 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 the correct institutional setting to be able to do this. We spent a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of good came out of it, but in the end you look 10 years later, and for example in Mozambique, what do we, think, what do we see persisting in the public sector 
that we did. And what do we see not persisting in the public sector? What's persisting is the ag market information system. It is still producing weekly bulletins that are relevant to, to deci what decisions that go on. That's kind of a routinizable um, basic analysis kind of activity. What has not really persisted is the, the policy analysis department within, within the Ministry of Agriculture, because it's just not the institutional setting with the right incentives uh, to bring the people together and keep them there to do that kind of complex, uh, complex job. So I think that there's a consensus. I think that I, I certainly hope that there's a consensus that, you know, this needs to be, these efforts need to be um, really headquartered in some kind of policy research organization, whether that's a university-based, whether that's, whether that's independently-based. So the, the report makes that point very well. What the report doesn't, doesn't ask the question, as far as I saw anyway, is do we do this in an existing organization, or do we try to create new organizations, right? So this is um, obviously depends on the circumstances. You know, the advantage of doing it with an existing organization, you know, we know what these are. They're there, they have some researchers, they have perhaps funding that can be leveraged and so on and so forth. But there can also be downsides in that and some of these institutions are, are, are weak, right? So do we put the effort into creating new institutions? MSU has done both. IAPRI is an example of creating a new institution that you know, it, was, it allowed us to create a kind of a, a culture and a way of operating that I think has been conducive to success um, over time. In, in, in other times, it makes sense to, to, to work with the existing organization, realizing that it may be a hard pull sometimes to change established ways of doing business and established ways of thinking that may not be fully conducive to doing the best research and really bringing it to bear on, on policy, okay? Um, and I would say that this issue of, the, of, of uh, links to the rest of the policy ecosystem is really crucial, especially in Africa. Given its level of development, um, the institutional capacity simply is not as strong in Africa as it is in, 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 in many Asian countries or in Latin America. So while you might be able to get away in a strong overall institutional setting with just focusing on one centers, and they might have the ability to then influence the rest of the system, I think um, at this point in time in Africa it's really important to explicitly target given sufficient funding, given sufficient time, the other nodes um, in, that, in, in that system and at least build in links to the statistical centers, build in links to the ministries of agri agriculture, ministries of commerce and so forth. A little bit more time on the issue that I think I didn't see come through in the report. And um, I put the word indigenization on it, okay? indigenization of, of country programs. So the report talked a lot about embedding, about how the, the effort has to be embedded um, in, in, in the policy ecosystem there, crucial to success. It talked about the need to build capacity, and it said basically we haven't really done that great a job of building capacity over time. It talked about exit strategy enough to say that most of the programs don't have an exit strategy, didn't show any exit strategy. But there was nothing on indigenization. What do I mean by that? Is it important, if we want to build sustainable capacity, that these country programs become increasingly, eventually completely um, financed, um, staffed by local analysts, right? Um, 
it, uh, you know, not just some of the researchers and the staff taking orders from the, from the other people, uh, but in their directorship. So I don't want to be Dr. Nair on this. I think we can't be Dr. Nair on it. We have to be flexible because, as the report says, the qualities of the leader really, really matter. And so you've got to take the best leader that you can to do this. But this issue of indigenization, I think, could be discussed more. And it just it struck me that part and parcel of the definition of country programs was outposting central staff to these countries. Does that need to be the case? Okay. So it, the, the report, I got 11 seconds here, talked also about um, uh, needs assessments. I think that's great. I think the challenge is to make that a self-needs assessment. So this is going to be really central to what we try to do under the Food Security Policy Innovation Lab, which is putting these centers in charge of their own capacity development, defining what their needs really are, helping them do that, of course, working with them to do that, but putting them in charge of it and giving them the resources to be able to, de to deploy and bring in the kind of training, the kind of collaborative work, whatever it is they decide that they need to do, how to do this. So it's a need for facilitated self-needs assessments. I do agree that needs assessments in general are need to be done much more uh, um, definitively and much more often in, in, um, in these programs. So again, to stop, uh, I want to avoid simplistic approaches in this area of indigenization, but um, I think we, we have to say that over time that's very important. What are there, 400 ag economists now in the AAAE, where, as opposed to 50 uh, some years ago, the number that you used? Um, we need to bring these people into positions of, of leadership. And do they have to be hired into Washington first or hired into East Lansing first um, to then go lead these programs? So, okay, thank you.